Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's journey for free on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here's the dates, everyone. Howie Mandel Comedy Club, Atlantic City. I'll be there January 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th. That's a Monday through Thursday at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Howie Mandel Comedy Club, brand new. Come, please, please, please come. And then I go to Meguiar's, my hometown, Long Island, New York. Meguiar's at Governor's in Ronkonkoma, Bohemia, whatever it's considered, right by the airport. You know the place. I will be there Friday night, the 10th, Saturday night, the 11th. Three shows total, one Friday, two Saturday. I need you there. Then I go to Des Moines, Des Moines, Iowa, the funny bone. It's been a while. I love that place. Come, please come. I'll be there January 16th through the 18th. Then I go to San Luis Obispo. 25th, one show, one night. I'll, ha- I'll have more information on this show in the coming weeks. I don't really have it's It's at a winery, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I know a lot of people asked me where and when, and I will have more information in a few weeks. My agent just sends me, like, one-word things. He goes, San Luis Obispo, available? And I said, yes. And then I never hear from him again until the a day before the show. So that's it. Those are the dates. I would love to see you all at those. And now, everyone, here it is the New Year's version of Cover to Cover. Cover to Cover With Chris Franchola Cover to Cover With Chris Franchola Yeah, you're hearing it correctly, everybody. I, I, you're probably thinking, what the hell is this? Just let it happen. That's right. It's Living La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. You remember this one? I figured, you know what? It's the beginning of 2020. Keep it going, Alex. Keep it going. Let's look and let it happen. 
And I wanted to start it off on a, on a positive high note. We could have started it off with some other weird things like we always do. But let's start this year off positively. Alex loves it. It's my jam. Ricky Martin. 1999, 2000, I think. Long time ago. Anyway, oh, it was a great year. Great time for me. Highlights were at their best. I told you I had a mesh shirt. I love this mesh shirt. I used to wear it unbuttoned down to like my my mid like clavicle area. And oh, fucking hot shit. Anyway, I feel like that's got people excited for 2020, right? Whether you had a good New Year's Eve or not, why not kick it off with it? We were looking for fun, happy songs to start off the uh, the podcast so people would be in a good mood right off the bat. And we look, you know, of course, there's Happy by Pharrell and all the ones that you think of. But uh, we chose that one. We chose uh, Living La Vida Loca because it always puts me in a good mood. And I hope it does the same for you. Who wouldn't? Let's this year, 2020, let's live La Vida Loca. Why not? Alex is here. We are starting off 2020. And we are taping this on New Year's Day. We are taking no breaks. Uh, we did We did a Christmas Eve show. We did a New Year's Day show. We are here. Thank you all once again for uh, all your cards and gifts. They just kept coming right up until Christmas, maybe a couple days after. And uh, Alex received so much Chipotle and Spotify gift cards and all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, he's loving every minute of it. This Thank you, everybody. Yeah, this guy, he's hes going down the line now at Chipotle because of you people, because of you wonderful cover-to-cover listeners. This guy's getting guacamole. He's getting the carnitas or whatever. It's more expensive. Extra protein. Yeah, extra protein. Doesn't he doesn't make any difference anymore for the guy. He's having a time of his life, living like a king, uh, on on your dime. So that's thank uh, you. Yeah, that's exciting. You, it's, you. I'm, let me say this about all you people who sent us things. Thank you. You all have wonderful penmanship. That was my one takeaway as I'm opening these cards. Everyone has beautiful penmanship and very good-looking families. I. It's it's good to see that in some cases. Two ugly-looking people can make a very attractive child, which is what I've uh, was been. Is my takeaway really from all cards? Is you know when you go to your fram- family's house or friend's house for the holidays and you see all the cards on the walls of their friends, everyone goes to the ugly kid, right? You're like, oh, Susie Ugh. and Tim's kid didn't turn out great. You know, that's kind of. But uh, he'll but get you, braces. Yeah, He'll-ly, yeah. We'll you hope work. you hope it all works out. Like I don't think the friend Joel has ever put a card together with us on it. Thankfully, probably. I mean, we're all kind of good-looking guys, but um, you know, it, it, it's it's it, we probably didn't photograph well early on. I remember we weirdly enough we we had to travel young when we were young because my father traveled around for work and we would sometimes go with him, and we somehow had it. We had a family passport. I didn't really do that anymore. But me, oh. me and my brothers all were on the same passport. The four of us would like posed in one picture on the passport. That's I, interesting. Yeah, it's very strange. Anyway, that's uh, so. <laughs> so we didn't have we didn't have Christmas cards, but thank you all, Alex. You got let's give a shout out to one of the Christmas cards. We have them all stacked up here next to our microphones, and we'll be shouting people out just so because we do really appreciate it uh, as as we move on through the podcast. But we then then after this, we're leaving the holidays behind. We're done with Christmas and New Year. We're going to forge on with our lives and and just thank. You know, it's sad when the holidays end, right? It's always a nice time of year. Everybody seems in a good mood. It's fun, but it's over. So who do we got, Alex? We got Pam, a Chicago area broad. She sent a beautiful oh, card. Thank yeah, you, Pam. That, that, I thought that was the nicest card of the bunch, her, yeah. Pam's card. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Pam. I think Pam came to my shows in Chicago, and uh, she writes a fun thing in there. 
and we appreciate you, Pam. Thank you for for uh, for sending that. It's very nice of people to sit down and put a stamp on and write my address. Like it, 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 that's that's people going out of their way, and I appreciate it. She put, "May your army of fuckers continue to grow in 2020." I I, I couldn't <laughs> agree with you more, Pam. I would really appreciate that. That's what I want. Uh, here's some fun. Let's get into the fun stories, Alex. Did you? It's New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Eve last night? Uh, what did you do? Did you did you? Oh, you said you went to a, your, went, your, your, yeah. your your bar. I went your, to a bar. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of a newer spot here in L.A. Um, and nothing crazy. You know what was funny is the only people like ninety percent of the bar were friends of the employees yeah. or employees that were off. Yeah, but it maybe it was like it was like a New Year's Eve bar, just yeah. like a casual bar. No, it, it was. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's like a casual bar. Okay. Um, and yeah, it was just it was it was it felt like a friend like it felt like they were only making money off their employees. Yeah. Well, that could be the case. I mean. There's a lot of options on New Year's Eve, so, you know, I don't know. I didn't do a damn thing. Not a, I was about to, and about 7.30, I was going to go see a couple of my friends who own a bar, and they were having a big thing, and I was about to walk out the door, and I said, oh, fuck, what am I doing? I popped a Bud Light in my in my house, and I sat there and drank a Bud Light and kind of started watching these shows, you know, these, uh, these all, I, I was flipping around at Fox and NBC and ABC, all had all the countdown. They, shows? they all had some sort of countdown thing, right? Um, and then before on NBC, they had Hoda and and Jenna Bush Hager uh, doing something like the count, not you know, like the, the recap of 2019. They were kind of going down that, and uh, they were they are working this poor Hoda Kotb uh, to death. I mean, this woman, she I know. Listen, she's good. She's very good at what she does, and 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 she's and Matt because Matt Lauer. Pulled out his dick, you know, in the mat, you know, at at, a, at a, the Olympics a few years back. Now Hoda has to fucking carry this network on her back. First of all, she did, she did like the 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 Rose Bowl today here in New Year's Day here in California. We think do a thing called the Rose Bowl. Who's hosting the Rose Bowl? Her, Her. and Roker, yeah. Al Roker, are now on the West Coast. They've flown to be here. Then she's doing the ten the ten o'clock hour, the nine o'clock hour, the eight o'clock hour on the Today Show. Then they have her doing some other thing with Jenna Bush Hager. Um, was she in New York for, last night? No, no, no. Oh. I think they must have taped this another time. But uh, so then they're doing this 2019, you know, breakdown. I mean, she is busting her ass, and I appreciate it, Hoda. I, I'm a fan, and I appreciate all your hard work. Thank you, Hoda Kotpi. You know, I'm I'm just happy they're not giving anything more to Dylan Dreyer. I, I'm I'm I don't want to <laughs> hear more about what the type of soup your little kid likes. She, you know what? When we, she now she does a segment, it, it's so bad that they put it on like the um, todayshow.com. Oh. <laughs> like even not even todayshow.com, like todayshow.com Instagram, some shit. Yeah. And it's her cooking with her little son. And I'm you know whatever. But who the fuck wants to watch this? Like hey, it's Dylan Dreyer, the most boring person on the today show is cooking with her son four years old like we care like she and she calls him by his first name now on the show uh-huh. like i forget the kids like name. he's a household name yeah like like oh yeah <laughs> like, oh, well, you know. we're all wondering what this fucking little kid's up to oh thank god you did gave you see us a, dustin he uh he's, th- that's, he i think, you, I think you might be right i think that's his name dustin some shit like that anyway <laughs> yeah that's uh so that's the story on that everybody i don't know where you people all stand on your on your on your um relationship status i don't know whether you're 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 hooked up or you're not hooked up whether you're with a a, 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 you know a significant other or not oh by the way before we get into that let's do a little bit of the wrap-up of of the new year's eve show so we so you got carson daly and you got the juliana huff on one of them i believe it was nbc i I start watching that 
Now they, you know, they're they're trying to force this Juliana Huff down our throats, and they have been for quite some time. They're like, "What? This girl is going to be a star, whether we fucking whether you people want it or not. You're gonna you're gonna buy this Juliana Huff." So they've tried movie star, you know, they put her in a couple of movies, and it eh, didn't really pan out. Then they try, uh, they put her on that they, the America's Got Talent. They make her one of the uh, judges. That's not working out. They wind up, it, she gets caught up somehow in this Gabrielle Union thing where Gabrielle Union says it was a hostile work environment. And now Juliana Huff's like, oh, um, not for me. It was wonderful. I'm not coming back either, but everything's great because I got more shit going on with NBC. <laughs> no jokes offended me during any of the films. She's like, I'm perfectly fine with it. So now she's toasting New Year's Eve on NBC. And she comes walking down the thing, and it's her and Carson Daly. Carson Daly's fine. He gets the job done. Carson Daly's, you know, money in the bank. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be too funny. He's not doing anything. He's not doing anything cute. He's just fucking getting the job done. And that's as it should be for a guy like that. Mm-hmm. You know, Carson's perfect. And that's why he continues to work. He gets the job he done. Ki- he doesn't have kids. Huh? He does. You hear oh. a little about it. Not only do you hear about his kids on the Today Show, he also brings his wife out every now and again because she's a cook of some sort. Oh, okay. She does. You know, she cooks the same shit everyone cooks. Like, uh, but she does it on Instagram. Oh. You know, well, well lit Instagram. So we all have to on watch well her. lit Instagram. Yeah, like That's we all have to watch. Like Jer- Jerry Seinfeld's <laughs> wife does it too. Jesse Seinfeld. She's always cooking. You know, shit. We all cook. Like, and then I cut mm-hmm. the crust off. And like, well, no shit. But because it's a nice light around it, you're like, oh, I guess that's got it. And they got oh. and they have a nice refrigerator in the back. You know, it's a nicer kitchen than most of ours kitchens, our kitchens. You mean um, Seinfeld's got a nicer kitchen? Yeah, than Seinfeld us? has a pretty nice kitchen. Damn. Yeah, go figure. And so does uh, Carson Daly's wife. So anyway, that's the story on those on those people. So then it's because here comes Carson Daly and Julianne Huff, and they're opening the show, and it's oh, you know, she's being cute and doing jokes and. And, uh, you know, whatever. She's Julianna Huff. She's a pretty girl who's a Mormon or something like that. And so there you have it. I mean, is, is do we need it? No. I'd rather see somebody else do it. But sure, it was fine. So then I'm, I saw so I watched a little of that. And they have, you know, I guess everybody has to find their different musical acts that are going to be performing. So And the pool probably is probably pretty thin because if you're a huge act, you're probably doing your own New Year's Eve show somewhere and making – millions of dollars to do it in, you know, Dubai or some shit. But uh, That's the move. So, some of the other ones, are, you know, will do it on New Year's Eve in Times Square. Like mm-hmm. those BTS or whatever those Korean fucking oh, kids Oh, they did are. Times Square? They did the, the Seacrest one, the big oh. one, you know, the they which we still, for some reason, still tack Dick Clark's name onto. It's still called Dick Clark's, <laughs> Clark's. Rock and New Year. I'm like, <laughs> Dick Clark, first of all, he was dead for the fir- for the last five years of doing it. He was like doing it as almost like a corpse. He looked like he had a stroke, I don't know if you remember. And it was sad. I mean, I'm not making fun of a stroke victim, but he had a stroke and he was like, I'm going to forge on. Oh, I will. I can. I'm going to continue to do this with the stroke face. And he, you know, he came on and said, Happy New Year. And I was like, all right, let's bring Seacrest in. He's, you know, everybody likes Seacrest. He's Mm. fine. Once again, guy who gets the job done. Nice looking guy. Professional. Here we are. Not going to fuck around. Not going to make any problems. As a matter of fact, you know, it just came to me. Didn't even think about it. Used to date Juliana Huff for many years. Seacrest and Huff were an item. Really? Yeah. They both wear the same size pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're both little people, I think. Um, 
But anyway, so then, so then uh, you had you had uh, those guys. Then you said you watched a little Steve Harvey was yeah. over on Fox. Fox was uh, Fox was interesting. It was Steve Harvey and then LL Cool J performed. Oh, oh, LL Cool J <laughs> yeah. performed. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because what did I? Uh, so yeah, so they had. I saw, I think. Sh- oh, they had. Oh, oh, this this fella. So who's this, that guy? Do, are you going to talk about the goofy ass tall white guy? Who is that guy? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. He was dressed Rob. like a. Bat, like a football player, like an Rob old Gron- Rob Gronkowski. That was Gronkowski from the from the New England Patriots. Yes, I know Rob oh, Gronkowski. Man, he yeah, looks... <laughs> he was dressed like an old timey football player. Yeah, here's what happened with Rob Gronkowski. He... I think somehow we we you know he's he's fancied himself a funny guy or yeah. whatever, and now he's retired from football. And I think he was given a job hosting on Fox or something. Mm. So now Fox has to kind of deal with him. Yeah. He seemed like he was a little bit drunk, and I'm sure he probably was. He's a young guy who's probably out having fun in New Year's Eve on New York City. And he comes on stage, and Steve Harvey's a fucking 63-year-old man who's, you know, once again a pro, mm-hmm. just been doing this shit a long time. He doesn't even, I don't think he knows who this guy is. Uh-uh. I don't think he cares. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski wearing some old-timey, you know, football helmet, football uniform. He changed clothes like six times. Like, yeah, he was their comedic like relief. I know. Well, and this it- is what happened. See, for lack of you know talent or comedic talent, I guess putting on a funny old helmet is the best you could do. This is what I try to say. You know, I've been saying on this podcast forever. Comedy's hard. You think this shit I do on here is easy because I make it look easy because I'm good at it. You know, I make this shit look easy, but it's not. Rob Gronkowski gets up there. Because now he's now he's scrambling for shit to yeah. do, and I I I've been in these positions, especially on television. You're like, it, this is failing. Whatever I'm doing here is failing, and now I will go to great lengths to not fucking <laughs> drown on you know on air. So what he does is they had a Lego. Somebody some somebody had gone and and made probably a Lego sponsored by Lego. Yeah, somebody had gone and made a Steve Harvey Lego bust, like a head and shoulders of Steve Harvey. And you know, I probably in a purple suit or whatever Steve Harvey wearing. Yeah, it's hard was, enough to I find think it purple was just Legos. His head. Yeah, but it was his head and shoulders. I oh. watched it. I saw the clip. So then, Gronkowski's fucking drunk or whatever. He picks. I don't know if it was, this was a planned bit. It didn't seem like it was. Gronkowski picks up the the the, the Lego head and smashes it on the floor. You know, spikes it as if he's like, "That's how I spike footballs." And boom, there goes the Harvey Lego smashed all over the place. And Harvey, of course, does his thing. Steve Harvey, you know, does his whole, yeah, I don't know who is this guy. I don't know who this uh, yeah. guy. <laughs> and then yeah, I don't know how it ended, but uh, that was that was the Gronkowski-Harvey bit. Seemed like a weird pairing, those two. Yep. Very weird pairing. But everyone's pairing. trying. Now, I, I don't know what happened over at over at NBC. No, no, I'm sorry, ABC, which is Seacrest, used to have Jenny McCarthy out there in the audience. Jenny McCarthy used to be the one out in the crowd. Uh with and then at the end, uh, Mark Wahlberg, her no, uh, no Donnie Wahlberg, her husband would come and make out with her on air, and we had to watch as that gross shit happened. But uh, this year, it, Jenny McCarthy nowhere to be seen. I don't know if she's decided to move on because she's now a judge on on uh, The Masked Singer over on Fox. Maybe she's given up her contract at ABC. But there was another girl out there. I don't know who she was. I never heard of her before. Which was a little short hair, black, you know, uh, short black hair, cute little pixie looking thing. It might have been Timothy. Her name possibly Randy Kay. I'm, I'm no, I think it, it might have been Timothy Chalamet. You know, looking <laughs> oh, at yeah. it, yeah, it was like a little pixie with a little, you know, black haircut. Uh, anyway, she was like, you know, just interviewing the crowd of of people who've been sitting there for like nine hours, pissing themselves, and uh, you know, 
with uh, all wearing Planet Fitness hats. Uh, well, I guess purple were, top hats. Purple top hats. I guess they were the sponsor of, of the whole event. Anyway, and it was 45 degrees in New York, so it wasn't frigidly cold. But then it began to rain and whatever. There you go. That's new. I listen. I've gone to New Year's Eve in Times Square a couple times, and I have to say the whole thing's kind of a little bit fun. I I, I don't recommend going into it. You, you don't have to. You mm-hmm. could go on the outskirts where the police barricades begin. You could just stand out there and go to bars out there, and then you can hear the fun, and like they play songs at the end and stuff. And I, honestly, they play Imagine by John Lennon right at midnight. And everybody in New York kind of sings along, and it's very fucking touching. I have to tell you, maybe I was—I had been drinking Jameson since noon um, a couple of years back when I did it, and it really touched me when they started singing "Imagine." I was like, I was really like one with the people. I was like, that exactly. Imagine a world where, you know, there's no war. And then I woke up in the morning. I was like, oh fuck everybody, you know. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that was I. I You're did like, really, yeah, that's why John Lennon got murdered. Yeah, I did really have a mo- I did really have a moment there when they sang "Imagine." Everybody sang "Imagine." It was very nice. So now we're gonna get to, of course, CNN. Now CNN has uh, over there. They have. Uh, and, and oh, real quick, Fox. Did you see the like amateur village people cast that they had? No. Why did they? They do had. It? They had some guy. I don't think it was the village people, but they essentially had Could like. Could very well be. They're still around, I think. I Well, I mean, But yeah, did they maybe. sing village people songs? I don't even know it. So it was on mute in the bar. Yeah. I was just watching. Okay. But it was like, I don't know. <laughs> it, it I was, didn't it, see it. Like the costumes don't look near as good as they used to. No, I think, like, that, yeah. I uh, My friend Fortune has an amazing story about uh, going to years ago before Fortune was like, you know, as as well known as she is now, she went to some function, like a you know a gay, gay function, mm-hmm. and the Indian chief of the of the uh, village <laughs> people was sitting next to her at this function, and in the Indian outfit, you know, like that. You invite him, and he comes. He can't full show Indian. up. He yeah, can't, he can't not, show up regular. If he shows up regular, yeah, I was like, like who's who this fuck guy? Are you? Yeah, who invited yeah. this guy? So he shows up full Indian, and uh, and he, I guess you know, Fortune tells me he's got a few drinks, and Fortune's like. Like the costume is a bo because he the fucking guy's dancing that shit every night probably sure. for the, the forty years, <laughs> and he probably gets a dry cleaned. I don't know every six months. Smells like one of the yeah. guys you take pictures it's like, with. It's like the- suede and shit, so he's probably really. So she's like, God, it was he real bo'd and drunk and and he kept going. Fortune, uh, yeah, you should have fortune tell the story. It's amazing. He kept making like some noise, like. I guess I don't know if it's an Indian noise, but I think he's really Indian. I think he's just like a Puerto Rican just guy. Playing. Yeah, but he was like, uh, he must have looked it up. Indians make this noise. And he went, he kept going in between like every, instead of applauding for lack of applause, he would just make an Indian you know, chant. Anyway, yeah, it was the the village people actually. Oh, it really was. They were attempting to uh, break a world record. I'm going through it. I'm what assuming it's, it's probably most people in the world doing YMCA. Oh, I, would, I would assume that. See, this is now we talked about this the Guinness Book World Records before when it used to be fun. Yeah. When they were real world records. Now that's not a real world yeah. record. That's, You've already got like yeah. A, 50,000 people who know your song there. Like Yeah. Well, that's exciting. I'm glad that uh I'm glad that they had, they were able to get. See, that's what I'm saying. The the talent pool, not that the village people are bad. I mean, they're fine. They're, they they yeah. they they're going to give you a good show, especially on New Year's Eve. That's something you kind of want to watch. Uh but the talent pool was thin and it, they were being plucked from four different networks, maybe five. So everybody had to get a small piece. Uh I happened to watch a little bit of Keith Urban was coming. Ooh. It was live from Nashville. He was coming live from Nashville, uh, and this fucking guy, I don't know, I you know, he's an Australian country singer, which is, yeah, whatever, that's fine. 
but he, I don't know what straightener he uses on his hair or what straightening tool or what a hot comb. Serum. A hot <laughs> yeah. comb or serum, whatever it is. He just has this weird kind of straight, very like you know, middle-aged gal hair. And he looks a little Botoxy, and that's there's nothing wrong with fucking the guy getting a couple shots in his face. Like I said, I'm not ruling it out right here. Next time you see me, I might look like a puffed up fucking weirdo. Looking because good. I saw I just saw a pretty decent deal on Groupon for Botox, <laughs> so I might get a little Groupon Botox in my face. That'll work out well. I wind up, you know, being in three weeks. I'll see you people at uh, in De- Des Moines it's looking pro- like a chicken cutlet. It's pro- they probably yeah. do it like two doors down from like, here. Yeah, yeah, and behind the golf clubs, <laughs> they're like, "No, oh, Chris looks great. Fucking half of his face is paralyzed. What's that infection? How'd your face get paralyzed? Oh, because they oh, now I look like Dick Clark. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, sorry, everybody. All right, so the, uh, we're now. Uh, so this Keith Urban, he sings with he. Of course, he then he sings with Stevie Nicks. They sing, um, which is a great fucking song. You know the one she, Stevie Nicks does with uh, Tom Petty, um, "Don't Stop Dragging My Heart Around." And it's you know it's fucking amazing. I mean Keith Urban is a good musician, and uh, and of course Stevie Nicks is Stevie Nicks. It's fucking great. So they I watched that on on one of the networks. But Keith Urban is you know a little hard to look at. But I hear he's a nice guy, and I feel bad saying bad things about him. And I hear they come to this Nashville. They live in Nashville, in the Nashville Zanies. I hear that they come a lot. They're regulars. Her and Nicole Kidman come to the Nashville Zanies a lot. Her and him. him. You know what I'm saying. Those two gals with bad, straightened hair. Yeah, exactly. They both have the same face. Exactly. They both have the same face. My cousin used to date a girl that that looked like he had long hair. Yeah. And she had, like, shoulder-length hair. And they looked identical. Like, yeah, it looked that, like it, you know, I noticed that in a couple the, of the Christmas cards people sent us. People begin to just start looking alike. I they think. say, yeah, they say, uh, I don't know, dogs and people <laughs> and whatever. But anyway, so now we, we get to uh, the CNN guys over there. You have Andy Cohen and you have uh, and you have uh, what's his name? The other one, uh, Andy Cohen, uh, and, uh, Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper. Yes. And uh, listen. Say what you want about Andy, uh, about Andy Cohen, and bravo, sure. He, he, I don't mind Andy Cohen. He's, he's fine. I like him when he's on Howard Stern. And then you have... Uh, 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 Anderson, Anderson Cooper. Cooper. I keep wanting to say Carson Daly. Anderson Cooper. Now, Anderson Cooper, I watch CNN. I'm a CNN viewer, and I watch Anderson Cooper. Now, I know Anderson Cooper is stuck between two worlds. I know Anderson Cooper wants to be hard newsman who's out there, you know, doing what Edward R. Murrow did and what Walter Cronkite has done and what some people have done. Now, here's, I, this may be an unpopular opinion, but you need to make a choice. If you're going to be CNN guy, you need to be CNN guy. You need to be the guy we turn to when shit goes down. When fucking two planes go into the World Trade Center, we want Anderson Cooper to fucking pick up his shit and be able to fucking handle it, all right? We... We want that of him. We want that of Don Lemon. We want that of all Hank anchors. Yeah. Okay? We don't need you to be cutesy fucking idiot on New Year's Eve. Okay? So now, I believe this happened. I believe we actually discussed this last year. Now, Anderson Cooper's got to be a fucking close to 50-year-old man who, uh, I think I just heard a, did you just hear a baby crying? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think we just heard infant. There's, I, there's, there's a kid an infant crying on the street door. right now, So, but we're, we're going to ignore that. Um, anyway... So so here's this Anderson Cooper. Now he plays the role of I don't I don't know anything about the world, but he's supposed to be like a well-schooled journalist who who delivers the news every night, hard news. 
you know, Donald Trump this and the world that and China and this shit and North Korea. This is him. Now, Andy Cohen, who's fun guy, let Andy Cohen's that let Andy Cohen be Andy Cohen. He brings shots of of uh, of uh, Jägermeister. Ooh, yeah. And Anderson Cooper says, "Hi, Jäger, on TV. What is Jägermeister? This is what he's saying. What is Jägermeister? I never heard of Jägermeister. I was like, now listen here, motherfucker. You've heard of Jägermeister. Don't pretend you don't. Like I, well, I don't drink Jägermeister. I've had in the past, but." We've all seen it walking past. This guy lives in New York City. He walks past liquor stores. There's a Jägermeister sign. Every fucking bar has that Jägermeister. That Jäger machine. Yeah, machine. You've never seen it. the deer yeah. before? Right. Yeah. It's it's everywhere. It's something that's in the pop culture, mm-hmm. you know, zeitgeist. Yeah. It's around. So nobody does It's like Goldschlager. Thank you. But yeah, it's, <laughs> but yeah but it yeah, is, kind of. It's, but everyone knows the shit. Yeah. So he's pretending, I don't know. He's a gay dude who's out fucking partying on Fire Island. He knows fucking, yeah. you know. Oh, you don't take Jäger. shots, Anderson? Right, exactly. So here he takes this Jägermeister. Oh, oh my guy's choking. I can't put the Jägermeister. I can't. So it's fun. They're having a nice time. Now, the, now the two of them, two gay men, nothing wrong with that. Fucking great guys. I like them both. Two gay. So, But here they are on CNN. And go play the clip. Here, This is a clip of them on from New last Year's night. Eve, last New Year's night, Eve. New Year's Eve. She turned to Anderson and said, he's not going to ask me who has the biggest bleep of anyone I've ever been with, right? No, it was... <laughs> she turns to me out of the blue and goes, he's not going to ask me who has the biggest cock in Hollywood, is he? Okay, that's what there she it is. just said. There it, it is. <laughs> that is Anderson Cooper and, uh, and Andy Cohen talking about, on primetime CNN, who has the biggest cock in Hollywood? Uh, I don't know who the woman they were but I like referencing how was. Andy mm-hmm. pretended to be like, "Well, there you go. He right, did, he yeah, did the yeah. thing." That's we what you got to do. You got to, yeah. Someone's got to play shock. Yeah. Or not, these 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 pairings don't work. <gasps> oh. Yeah, someone is is the is the. I think I think this started with the, when Kathy Griffin used to do it. You know, you had to be shocked by everything Kathy Griffin said. And that seemed to work for them. So now all the networks do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's the there's the straight man, the shocked one, but and there's the there's the crazy you know uh, one who's always you know doing going off the wall, and the other one has to pretend like I can't believe they just said that. But isn't Kathy Griffin really that person? Like yeah, you're kind of to like make Kathy Anderson Griffin was, Cooper. Kathy yeah, but anyway, Kathy I, yeah Kathy Griffin did the you know she held Trump's the head F-A-G, five years yeah. ago. Now she's can't work and whatever on this on CNN yeah. anymore. Whatever. So, but these two are fine. They they get the job done. But now they talking about they talking about cocks on yeah, whatever. I, who does have the biggest cock in Hollywood? I've heard Liam Neeson. Mm, I've, I've heard, heard that one. I've heard Liam Neeson. I've heard uh, Milton Berle years ago. Oh, there was a there's a there's a there was Girl a uh, there was a story uh, that used to go around. Would that be that Uncle Milty. Uncle Milty. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think he's long since dead now. But um, you might be. Many people probably don't remember Milton Berle. The, the the way you, some people know him is as in the rat round and round video by Rat uh, Milton Berle was actually in that video dressed oh. like a woman that was one of his shticks he would dress like a woman uh, and he's in the round and round by Rat video anyway um, so Milton Berle apparently had a huge dick now the story goes at at Friars Club back in the sixties or whatever they're at the Friars Club and somebody out one of the other comedians said he had a big dick as well and they're having a dick off right. And who I don't know who the other comedian was. Let's say let's say Bob Hope, just for the sake of just telling a story. Bob Hope pulls out his dick, and everyone, all the other comedians, think, hmm. and the guy, and then he turns. One guy turns to Milton Berle and he says, "Just pull out enough to win." 
Like he had fucking, he could double what like that shit like was. Like he's like fold it in half and yeah, show these boys what's yeah. up. So yeah. that's, uh, you know, they say Pete David. Now Big BDE, Big Dick Energy is, is uh, out there. And, uh, and you know, Pete Davidson apparently has it. And I have it. A lot of people tell me I have it. The because, energy? Yeah, a lot of people say, Chris, you have big dig energy. Anderson Cooper told me you have the biggest cock in Hollywood, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I live in the Valley, though, so... Uh, oh, okay. He, yeah. I don't know if that counts. That's what he said. He's yeah. in the Valley. Biggest cock in Studio City in the 818. <laughs> well, thank you, uh, Anderson. That's nice of you to say. This is interesting to me. Uh, okay, that we're done with our New Year's Eve wrap-up. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you guys all had fun New Year's Eve. I don't know what you all did, but I hope, you know, it is a fun night. It's a fun... It used to be... I, I was happy staying in. I've, I do enough. I'm on the road. I'm out. Thank you, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Holy shit. You exactly what I wanted out of all of this stupid, you know, having to come down to Koreatown every night and do this podcast. It's what I wanted. People showed up. It was a beautiful venue. It was a cool little area they put me in. I thank you to Jennifer Smith, who runs the Facebook page, who brought 15 of her family members oh. to the show. They all came. Awesome. I mean, you know, they got real drunk. Uh, not, not her. She was great. But the family... You know, after the show's over, when people come up to me and say, we got kicked out um, because we laughed too hard. No, that's not no. true. They've, in the history of comedy, nobody has ever been kicked out of a comedy club for laughing too hard. Trust me. It's never that. You were kicked out for other reasons, but it's never laughing too hard. I like when, when I'm working and I go tell someone, like, you can't repeat the punchlines. Right, every right, day. yeah. And they're like, I'm laughing. And you're like, no, yeah. you're talking. No, I'm we watching had a, We had a talk. woman up front in Bethlehem who kept saying, and she was great. She was very nice. She kept saying, that's so true. That's so <laughs> true. And I finally stopped. I said, ma'am, as we're going to go along here throughout the night, some of this stuff is going to be so true. You don't have to keep saying it because that's kind of the reason I'm saying it because it is true. It's, and that's what makes it funny. But anyway, there we we had a great time. Thank you very much. It was so nice to see everybody. I had a blast. It was a great way to end my shows of 2019. Thank you, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Thank you. And I drove up from Montauk, saw my brother. We had a great fucking dinner at the Palm in East Hampton the night before. Me, my nephew, and my brother and his wife. And who comes walking in but Alec Baldwin. So now it's kind of a quiet. It's, you know, it's kind of quiet. In the, in the, it's Christmas, day after Christmas or whatever in, in uh in uh, East Hampton, and there we are. So Alec Baldwin and I, we have a little bit of a conversation because he was with his wife, the yoga instructor woman. Uh, and Alec, uh, I'll say this about Alec, he's he's a very big, strapping, good-looking man, good fucking big guy. And we have similar lives. We're both from Long Island. We're both born and raised in Long Island. We both have four bro three brothers. We both have four boys in the family. I think Alec has girls in his family as well. I don't, so boys, but... So we had a little bit of a, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. How's everything? Happy New Year. And uh, and it was real nice. So And then on the way out, he said Happy New Year to me and my brother at the table, which made me look like a big-time uh, star. Yeah. Nice. That was like when Alec on the way out gave us one more Happy New Year nod. So that was pretty cool. That was my uh, that was my night after thanks, uh, Christmas and then on to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Now you have my life. Here we go. On to the stories of the day. This Sunday, Alex. This Sunday, January 5th, is expected to be the busiest day ever for online dating. The swipe spike <laughs> occurs on the first. I'll get to it. The, first, the, the, the swipe spike that occurs on the first Sunday in January is such a widespread phenomenon that coffee meets bagel. I guess that's one of those. You know, that's one of the things. Do you know which one that is? Do you know what the shtick is for coffee meets I bagel? I don't. What is it? Bagel is a, 
it's pretty much a, it's um I I don't want to specifically say it's black women looking for Jewish men, but it's it's black Jewish couples. Like, is it really? It's where black and Jewish people meet. Yeah, no, coffee. Is that true? Coffee bagel. Oh, like black coffee. Like black coffee. Really? Jewish bagel. Yeah, it's a it's a black slash Jewish. How big is that? Pool? Are they pulling from? I feel like it's like that's like say seven I'm, people. I imagine it's probably pretty big in Hollywood. I mean, really? Well, I, really? Okay, I, I did not know that. Well, thank you for for yeah. Okay, Coffee Meets Bagel has dubbed it Dating Sunday. The dating app says that 2019 was a uh, history. So okay, January overall is the biggest month for online dating according to Coffee Meets Bagel uh, data. It's the most popular in terms of signups and as a result, activity throughout the month. Likewise, dating app Bumble defines the time between Thanksgiving and the first Sunday in January as online dating season and expects to see more than 3 million new users join. Now, here's the reason why. Um, they're saying that it's because all everybody goes home f- to their families for the holidays, okay? And uh, and 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 they, a lot of they get a lot of pressure from family members. Where's your boyfriend? Where's your girlfriend? You need to meet somebody nice. Blah, blah, blah. And then you have uh, you have Valentine's Day coming up in Jan in February, February fourteenth. So people begin to freak out, and everybody goes on. So this Sunday, January fifth, uh, you're coming off the holidays, so you might have had pressure from the family to get in a relationship, or maybe you're comparing yourself to that one cousin. Says they listen to this. Says Marissa T. Cohen, a Long Island-based researcher and coach and a relationship coach. Oh. How annoying does Marissa T. Cohen sound? <laughs> the Long Island-based relationship. Now, listen here, girls. What you got to do is you got to go on these bumbles and these coffee meets bagels, and you need to you need to show these fellas that you're you, you're a little you're a nice person, but you're also a little bit of a you know a slut. Because nobody wants to see you in a in a big giant a snowsuit uh, going down the mountain because it's not sexy. Show them a little of that. Show them that you could climb a mountain if you choose to. You you like the Packers or whatever bullshit football team. And, but also show them you got some tits and some ass too. That that I'm, I'm, thank you, Marissa T. Cohen, relationship expert, Long Island, New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that sound. Who the fuck, Marissa T. Cohen? That's, that's like everyone's. I love to see Marissa T. Cohen. That's everyone's aunt in New York. Oh my God! Like I know every. Why are you I still know, single? I know a thousand Marissa T. Cohens. You better. Hey, Marissa T. Cohen, you better come to my show at fucking McGuire's next next week, uh, and I'll show you a relationship expert. I'm a fucking relationship expert. I I know it all. Oh, Valentine's Day they say is coming up. Uh, so nine fifteen p.m. Eastern. It will be the biggest influx of 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 swiping going on people will be swiping like crazy uh at that time you know what else they call this time but what you thought was interesting they call this time of year alex in the uh they call it cuffing season yeah do you know what that is i do know what that is that's uh well i thought it was the whole winter right it is whole winter yeah, yeah exactly it's, it's when correct. uh people on the east coast there it's cold weather and yeah. so they 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 settle down for a little while so they don't have to leave the house right they can have companionship you, yeah doesn't that yeah and it's named because of um you know handcuffs yeah <laughs> and and it says a cuffing named cheekily after handcuffs is an annual dating phenomenon that sends singles scrambling to secure a warm body for sex and cuddling during the colder months doesn't anyone have a fucking heater is that or that's a blanket? Yeah, it's now kind you, gotta, of, you have, to have to have some asshole with overly gelled hair come to your house and go, "Hey, let me uh, turn on uh, the fucking Giants game and uh, let me let me cuff you, you you fuck." I don't know about that. Sharon Stone is back on Bumble. 
Sharon, so yeah, Sharon Stone's she's ready. Back on Bumble. Yeah, that's what it says. Sharon Stone's looking for a date. She's back on Bumble. How is she not on like Raya or something? Nah, I don't know. Fuck it. She's looking for a regular. You've heard of Raya no, before, right? I have heard of Raya. It's, they've asked me to come on it yeah. when I was a, when I was a single man. They asked me to come on Raya uh, early on when it was first beginning. Was, yeah. And uh, I chose to go on the Bumbles and the end because I I don't like fucking celebrity people. I like my regular gals. Well, I heard that a lot of like people on there were like hairstyling and like people. Yeah, were in there's the a lot of people. In the industry, that sounds yeah. like me too shit waiting to happen. It like, probably uh, who hair, knows hairstylist meeting cele- like nah I don't yeah that sounds like a but lot. anyway Sharon Stone everybody is on uh, is on Bumble so on on January fifth if you're you know scrolling you're along you might meet the uh, because she dates regular people I remember she dated a cop for a little while remember she got that cop she no, got a, I she, she used this. to date this guy who was a cop and she bought him for for his birthday she bought him a uh, a meeting she he went into the into the cage of like a a, uh, like a Gila monster, you know, in the in the L.A. Zoo, one of those big lizards, Gila monster. What, you know what on talking? earth? What so, do you so want so this that guy, for? So this guy, he was uh, maybe he's well, into like that shit. So she buys him this the meeting, Zoo. and he get, winds up getting his foot bitten off some crazy shit <laughs> Did by he? the Gila monster. Yes, Good. it was a, years ago it happened, but it was a fascinating story. I don't think the relationship worked out because she's now back on Bumble. Many of you people, you know, want to go into a cage with uh, Sharon Stone. That's your that's your time. Uh, you want to hear uh, the ten biggest fast food stories of 2019 as we wrap up the you know the years Obviously over. Obviously, ten do. big. You will take a guess at some of the biggest food uh, stories of of, of uh, 2019. Uh, Popeyes chicken sandwich brawls, number one brawlers. Alex, number one Popeyes chicken sandwich mania. Yeah. The idea the idea was simple: a fried chicken sandwich, but people just went. Berserk. Did you see the video of like people getting beat I've, up I've over watched, sandwiches? I've watched a thousand videos of it. it. I don't, I don't get it. I went once to try. I was like, oh, let me, I'll, I'll see what this is all about. And I drove to a pop. Try the sandwich. I, they, oh, were they were out. out. They, they had, they had a horribly <laughs> misspelled this. sign on the, you know, on the window <laughs> about, you know, at, we're at a chicken sandwich or whatever. So you couldn't even. Not one letter was correct. I, uh, and then of course, it was in Spanish, Chris. Don't know. No, but it was a little half no. Spanish, half whatever. Uh, <laughs> And and so it was, yeah. You remember they had like they had a picture of like a nine year old kid working in the kitchen because it was, it was so they were so inundated by people they just had like people bring their kids in to help work They're like we got to get this chicken. Is that the? Out. I've seen a picture of a kid helping like in a drive through window next to his yeah. mom. Is it from that? Uh, well, there was it, this kid was mopping. Um, oh, nice. In the picture I saw, but anyway, that was the big. That's the biggest. Uh, some other ones. Chipotle had a big comeback. Alex. Ooh. You'll good, be happy good. to hear that. Yeah, they, they survived you know, a few sur- years back some, when they were killing people. Yeah, they had yeah. some meat problems some a meat couple problems. years ago. Which I heard, well, I heard an interesting story um, that that was like a, a story that was done by farmers because they were doing uh, you know all all organic stuff, mm-hmm. and the other farmers were like, "Well, let's well, fuck with Chipotle." Didn't all that kind of come out right after they were acquired by like Mickey D's yeah, or something like something. that? Anyway. McDonald's acquires tech provider. I don't know what that means. Uh, that's not a fun one. Well, that's probably. I mean, that's if you've been, if you've tried to use one of their like ordering. I, I have in the airport. They had. It. I I don't like it. There's still people behind the counter, and I'm like, yeah. If there's people gonna be behind the counter, let's and use they're the watching you the struggle while they're doing nothing. Yeah, I Get know. Get the fuck over. Yeah, here. just let's use. Let's people. Let's. I'm telling you. I say this on every podcast. This is gonna be bad. Let's just let people work. I I know it's easier to press a button. And not have to deal, but let people work. You let the, the woman who's getting up at seven at five o'clock in the morning to go to the airport, McDonald's. Now, and now she just got to stand behind the fucking screen while you press buttons. Let her do something, would you please? 
Thank you. Thank you. I've said enough. Marissa T. Fucking Levine is the relationship expert. Think she's getting any work? She's going to be working at McDonald's soon. Burger King embraced the meatless burger. That was huge this year. Everybody went, what do they call that meatless burger? Impossible burger. Impossible burger. Which I hear, you know, my brother tried it. He said it tasted like meat. He goes, but then you read the, you know, the calorie count. It's as bad as a fucking hamburger. Yeah. Might as well just eat the hamburger. Might as well just eat the hamburger. But apparently you're saving, you know, they're not killing the animals. That's that's part of the thing. You're like, oh, it's a, it's a you know, plant-based and you're not killing it. I mean, like I like I say on this podcast, 50-50. You're going to get 50% of people say it's amazing. You're saving the world. Other people saying it's actually not saving the world because they're using the plants. And they're like, you know, who knows, whatever. Uh, those are, is there more? Uh, Whataburger. Oh, yeah. what do you got for Whataburger? It says it's, it's sold to an outside company. Uh, really? I, yeah, I, people have, every time I go to like Texas or something, people are like, you gotta fuck Whataburger, Whataburger. I, I did it one one night. I'm it was it. good. They don't, you know. It's all right. It's when people try to tell me Whataburger's better than In-N-Out, I just laugh at them. Oh, do, everyone's getting food delivered. Everybody. Uh, that's a big, that's a big restaurant. DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub are just fucking taking over the world. It's closing down a lot of restaurants actually, because there were people... That just won't do it. Uh, Papa John's, of course, that was a big one. He said the the N word on a on a on a you know the the Papa John. Papa and, John uh, himself. Papa John himself. Now he just now he just recently Which, he got divorced. His wife was leaving him. His Papa John's had a rough year. Yeah. You know, Papa John for years was on the commercials with Peyton Manning, and he always looked strange. He had like his hair was too black for his face, and his eyebrows were too too dark for his face. I don't know if he was putting something in them or. He just had a different, his skin combination didn't work well with his hair. That was strange enough. Then uh, he, It's really weird when you make yourself the mascot of your business. Of your business. The That's only guy weird. who successfully did it was Ronald McDonald. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. He's, he actually was the, <laughs> was yeah, he? He actually, yeah, he actually worked there. He was a clown <laughs> who worked. <laughs> I'm fucking coughing. See, clown at work who worked at McDonald's, and then and he owned a few McDonald's, and people were like, I I don't know if you should be dressing like a clown. He goes, How about I? How about I'm in charge? Okay. Yeah. How about I've been running a successful business here for quite some time? But I'm gonna make and a I, statue yeah, of myself exactly. sitting on and a if bench. If I want to wear yellow and red socks and a big giant red shoes, I'll fucking do it. Okay. That was like the first selfie shrine. Was like yeah. sitting next to a fake Ronald McDonald yeah. on a bench. Uh, when I was a very 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 little kid, uh, there was a fight in the McDonald's, and I was like probably four years old. And, you know, I grew up in, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but, you know, where, I, where I'm from is a bit white trash. And uh, there was a full-on fist fight in a McDonald's. These days it would be on YouTube and all yeah. over the place. But back then, you just, you know, you just, it was just a fight. You just got and, to, yeah, and you, you got you, to enjoy it once. And you talked about it, you know, 40 years later on a podcast. And that's what you, you're about to hear. And they, these guys were fighting over, I don't know, Lord knows what, filet of fish or some shit. And they went through the window, the shattered through the window. And my like somehow my mother lost me in the melee, and I was like lying in glass. And some some like hero when a hero comes along, as Mariah Carey said, um, <laughs> some some guy like swooped me up and and carried me out of the glass and put me back in my mother's arms. That's a real story. My mother, it's kind of an iffy one now because I remembered because I was a very little kid, three four. And then my mother has no memory of anything anymore. Like I ask her about, remember that? She, no. By the time you almost remember. lost me? Yeah. She, no. She no. Don't even remember. Don't, don't remember. Don't care. Don't remember. Just sits on Facebook and, and talks about recipes that her neighbor down the down the uh, uh, down the street is doing. She she's my mother's obsessed with this woman who throws 
better parties than my mother does. My mother's never thrown a party in her life. She's like, oh, this Barbara Quinn knows how to throw a party. Oh, she knows how to, Christopher, I don't know. She knows how to fold the napkins. And I show up at there and, oh, she's got these. She goes, you know what a charcuterie plate is? I was like, this is last week. My mother goes, yeah, are you familiar with charcuterie, charcuterie? I was like, yes, I am. She goes, well, Barbara Quinn had a charcuterie plate. I was like, yeah, it's like cheese well, and lunchable. meat. Yeah, it's like cheese and meat. Yes, well, that's what she had. So now my mother is obsessed. With cheese. Next, she's going to have a fucking party and have a charcuterie plate. Barbara Quinn made 11 lamb chops, as my mother tells me. Barbara Quinn made 11 lamb chops. I was like, is that a lot? Yes, it's a lot of <laughs> lamb chops. Is that a lot? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many. Eat. How many people were there? I don't know if I've had lamb chops. Like, how many lamb chops do people eat? Like, no, you know who's there? My father. He went. My, my father went to dinner with the Quins. He shows up at the house. They felt sorry for the old fuck. And my father comes in. And I was like, oh, Jesus. You can't let dad go by himself. He's going to start talking about weird shit. And my mother's going to be there to control him. To, yeah, because like, he'll start talking about. You know, his time in Saudi Arabia. This is a godforsaken nation. These people, they, they, they don't know what they're doing. That's not, if, that is exactly dead 100% my father and dead impression. Anyway, so that was uh, that's my mother's obsessed with Barbara Quinn and uh, doesn't really like care about uh, life. Anyway, that's why I've, what I'm saying is I, I found Lynn Glass and McDonald's, but I still go. I've never, I'll give you that. <laughs> McDonald's is like McDonald's in LA is like a haven for mental illness in LA. Like yeah. other places, it's fine. Oh yeah, here it's, it's the scariest. I think I think mo like uh, here's my thing with McDonald's. It's in a pinch. It's fine. Yeah. Like I've had it. God, there's been times like a drunk, you know, mm -hmm. on the road, taking so. it back to my hotel room bed and eating. There's no sadder a moment in you. I don't know how how sad your people's lives have gotten. Many of you probably had very, very depressing times, moments in life, very sad moments. Some people have had awful things happen to them in life, and somehow they, they're able to, to get out of it. You know, they, they find a way to, to rise above. I, there's no, no sadder moment than lying, like lying down, you know, not sitting up, not sitting on the edge of the bed, not sitting at the desk that some, a lot of these hotels have a little desk and a chair, not doing that. You're lying down on the bed, eating a Big Mac. <laughs> and then sometimes, whether you get a Big Mac or sometimes I believe the filet of fish puts a little too much tartar sauce on it. Definitely. Yeah, thank you, Alex, for agreeing. And a lot of times that tartar sauce, and then you have to wipe the tartar sauce off an, your nude chest. There's no there's no more fucking, there's no lower a moment. I don't, I, I, like I said, I don't know where, what's happened in your lives, but you'll never find a lower moment than wiping tartar sauce off your chest at <laughs> 3 a.m. in a, in a um, Hilton Garden Inn. In um, Des Moines, probably gonna happen to me next week. <laughs> anyway, that's um, that's the fast fast food stories of that the is, year. Those are my fast food stories of the year. Um, I'm gonna jump in. My favorite card we got. Oh, did you okay. see this one? This is favorite uh, Christmas yeah. card. Go ahead, Alan. Uh, I did. I know. <laughs> Gene I love Simmons that and one. A dog. She says her husband is obsessed with the Phantom of the Park, the Kiss movie yeah. that I talked about on this podcast, and they 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 have a Phantom of the Park Kiss card. And I yeah I'm a, I'm a bit of a Kiss fanatic. I don't I don't know if I talk about it on this podcast much, but and I've actually met uh, several of all of them at one point in yeah. my life. I've met all the Kiss members. But, oh yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. They're, they're, it's wild. I, I have a, you know some connections to Kiss, and I was a huge Kiss fan growing up. And that 
That's pretty great, that Phantom of the Park card. So, yeah, thank you to those guys who sent that. Husband and wife, great people. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Tara, she loved her cameo. Thank you, I know, Tara. I did a cameo for them, yeah. I wish you would have told me in the cameo that you love Kiss, because I would have sang would have. Uh, for you, would you have in the cameo. painted your face? Oh, I, I did what a one good time. Cameo. Uh, I had, I had for, well, when I was on Chelsea lately, I did a thing with Gene Simmons, and uh, they painted my face like Gene Simmons, and it was fucking fantastic. One of the highlights of my of my career. Um, on to some other stories. Uh this one is interesting. Oh, shit. Let me find it. Fuck. Oh, why sex is especially memorable for flies. Are you ready, Alex? Okay, yeah. Female fruit flies get a boost in their long-term memory after mating thanks to a molecule found in male fly semen. Ooh. You understand? So Now hear me. <laughs> the substance involved, called the sex peptide, binds to the sperm of male flies and is passed on to females where it travels from the reproductive tract to the brain. So, the, okay, here's the, stay with me. The fruit fly comes. He's banging this other fruit fly's girl. Fruit fly. He, he, he jizzes in, in her. You know, he fucking lets one. Is that what he does? Yeah. What, okay. do, they, what do they call it in the porn world? They call it when Ejaculate? You, no. Oh. When, they, when they call inside, they call it something. There's like a word for it in porn when you when you come inside a, a girl. Inside? Yeah, they I call it a thought... snowball. Or, oh. Uh, oh, cream pie? Dang, thank you. <laughs> Cream pie. Were you oh baiting me? Did you cream, know? No, I didn't know. Cream pie. That's the word. Yes, they call it a cream pie. So the, this, so this fucking fruit fly. Does that sound? This, the fruit so the fly. Fruit fly cream pie cream is into, into the female fruit fly. Okay, so stay with me. Yeah. Okay, then that 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 semen what peptide goes up into her brain, this female fruit fly, and she's able to remember things that she wouldn't necessarily remember. Okay. It was already known that this molecule, which is unique to fruit flies, alters behavior after mating. It changes what females prefer to eat and makes them reject future mating partners, for example. It normally uh, does this by acting on nerve cells that are connected to the uterus. Okay, so they, they get this just cream pie, and then they, they eat differently. Then all of a sudden, this fruit fly is like, uh, you know what? I think I won't be having that. I'll be having lobster today because I was jizzed upon a couple days ago, <laughs> and uh, my tastes have changed. Thomas Preet and his colleagues at the University of France discovered this. So this Thomas Preet, this poor bastard. You guys, I don't know what you guys do for work. Maybe I have shitty job. This guy had to sit there jerking off a fucking fruit fly. And that's got to be, I don't know how you even do Almost it. Almost impossible. Fruit flies are, first of all, I believe they have a lifespan of about two days. Yeah, I don't. So this guy. I how mean, long is. And then his little the dick. They're tiny fruit flies. They don't even, sometimes you can't even see them. They're, 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 they're so small. So the dick's got to be. So this guy, this Th- Thomas Preet's got to get in there and, uh, and get, give this guy a, you know, a good one, two on his thing. And then he lets a load out. And then Preet, this Thomas Preet from the University of France goes in there and does a little uh, swab and figures out that this shit is changing the course of the female fruit flies. You know, eating habits. Whole two days, yeah. Yeah, they the, the team, females uh, pair certain smells with uh, f- uh, flies that had uh, mated could remember to avoid smells associated with shock. So the ones who who they're like the ugly flies who weren't getting laid, they would fly right into shit because they were fucking ugly and stupid, and they would fly into shit because they would know to avoid it because the, they would like that smell that doesn't smell right. Nice. I shouldn't fly to that. They they didn't have jizz on them, so mm-hmm. they didn't know. They, they fly right know. into it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The ones who were jizzed upon by these fruit, by the male fruit flies, knew like, oh, that's gasoline. D- avoid. 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 Yeah. 
or board mission. It's gasoline. Look, you see the dead, ugly bitch in the fucking gasoline? That's because she doesn't have any jizz on her face. Okay? The reason <laughs> in nature. Okay. Anyway, I, I just want to let you people know right up front. Maybe you want to never to choose never to listen to cover to cover ever again because <laughs> I want you to know that I, I for Christmas, I got a subscription to New Scientist magazine. This is the this is the yes. latest copy. And it is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And they have stories like that in New Scientist magazine about fruitful edges. <laughs> and scientists will read it and make it normal and go, that's an interesting. Go, oh, that's very interesting. I never thought about that. Not me. I read it and go, that's fucking going to be amazing on cover to cover when we talk about <laughs> fruitful edges. They have a thing. You Good know, old fruit fly cream pies. Fruit fly cream pies. You'll never hear that on another podcast. Go ahead and listen to all of them. Try. Listen to Listen to Morning Toast. See if they talk about fruit fly cream pies. Listen to all those ones. The formula for calculating your dog's age. What is it? Everybody knows it's seven, seven years, years, right? Yeah. Not anymore, everybody. You may need to rethink your dog's age. Conventional wisdom says that one human year is equivalent of seven dog years. But a new analysis suggests we have been getting at this all wrong. The seven dog years to every human year rule comes simply from crudely dividing human lifespan around 80 years to the <laughs> lifespan of a dog around 12. Okay? Seems like a good way to right. calculate it. The team it. performed a genetic analysis on dogs and humans to identify how the age over time the researchers discovered that compared with us, dogs are faster at first, blazing into the equivalent of human middle age. So they get to middle age faster, and uh, and but the aging quickly tapers off next 10 years. Anyway, the team put this together in a single formula. Human age, it's about 16 years instead of seven for every one yeah so dogs basically live 12 years humans live eight, 80 years and now they're saying in the same uh, article that humans are now living they're, they're gonna up the um lifespan of humans from 75 to 80 so, okay mm -hmm. well i'm sure dog health's got to be getting better right i mean people love their dogs people i are don't know people I are taking if I'm you, just glad that I'm, you know, I'm out there doing comedy. I'm going to be in uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey at the uh, Howie Mandel Comedy Club next week. And I'm not out there jerking off fruit flies. You know, that's that's what, uh, oh my God, really? Flying. We're flying, flying. along. I got to tell you, Alex just showed me the time of this podcast, how long we've been going. And I, you know, this was another day where it's New Year's Day. The paper's thin as thin. shit. Thin. Thin as shit. We're talking about uh, fruit fly cum. We're talking about fruit fly cum because I, I'll, I'll find something to talk about. You know, I'll, I'll get there. I'll, I'll get you people to work or to uh, you get your workout finished. Get you and your. A lot of people say I listen with my husband. I listen with my, and I love that. Mm -hmm. I want you guys to listen. I hope it's fun for you and your husband to listen to this. I want you to come to my shows. I love meeting everybody. So uh, it's been great. We're gonna do we're doing it. Twenty twenty is gonna be fucking the year of cover to cover. You watch. We're going to fucking take this world by storm. And I'm just getting warm. That goes out to LL Cool J, who performed last <laughs> night on Fox with uh, with um, Steve Harvey. Good old Steve. Um, all right. Uh, did we, say, we talk about everything we wanted to talk about on the podcast? Oh, you did see Mariah Carey's uh, Twitter got hacked last night. Huh. I don't know if you guys happen to follow Mariah Carey on Twitter, but there was a lot of uh, N-words going on in her <laughs> tweets, and people were like, whoa, Mariah oh. Carey seems to have... Got into some. Uh, Who hacked some, it? Some Nick night. Cannon? <laughs> it it <laughs> might have been, but uh, yeah. So it turns out it was just a hacking. Uh, she was. She was not. Can you not just blame it on a hacking safe. after you? <laughs> I guess in Mariah Carey's case, she doesn't really seem like a you yeah, know like she's a, not like a, a, yeah, like a racist person. So um, yeah, they they everyone kind of bought it. Well, anyway, if you guys are uh, if you guys are are, are single, uh, I highly recommend um, getting on on the 
the bumble or or what do you call it? Coffee black, meets bagel. Black meets bagel. Coffee meets bagel. Get on that uh, this week because on the fifth you want to get on that because that's when everyone's looking for dick. I hear Hinge is the new one. That's the good one now. That's what I'm hearing. Hinge. That's what I've heard too. A lot of yeah. people tell me about Hinge. Yeah, like I, they come. They'll come to my shows and after the shows, like, what'd you meet? I only met on Hinge. Met on Hinge. Check on Hinge. Hinge. Now, what what is Hinge's hook? I, What's the hook on Hinge? I don't know. I feel like Hinge has like a. I honestly, I don't know. Really? I don't know. Okay. Yet. I think there I think is some sort of. I think hook it's there. like the Facebook to Tinder's MySpace. Like it's just the newer, cleaner version. It kind of. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. Yeah. I think I don't know. Yeah. Uh, some things that are going out. Uh, 2020. By the way, we're calling it the Roaring Twenties again. Did you know that? This is, <laughs> no, we are. That's what people said last night. Roaring. We're mm. back in the Roaring Twenties. Uh, some things that will be going out. Don't you dare walk out of the house this year uh, in 2020 with a kitten heels. Kitten what heels. are kitten heels? Kitten heels are like a little heel. Like oh, you know, okay. see a lot of like, a lot of girls with a big heel. Like kitten heels is like a little, little tiny. tiny heels. Give you a little bit of a, you know a little bit of support there on the back. Uh, wedge sneakers, of course. Those are, yeah, we knew that. Those are out. Wedge sneakers. Those have been out for quite some time. Um, yeah, these are things that we know are out. Peplum tops? Yeah. Yeah, these are just, oh, these are like mistakes that have been made over the decade. Oh, I see. Oh. Yeah, chokers. But the chokers, I thought, were back. Choker, yeah. Gigi Hadid wears a choker. So whatever Gigi Hadid does, you fucking people don't know anything. If Gigi Hadid is doing it, then it's in. Uh, Zendaya is wearing a crop top, and that's apparently not going to be in crop tops. Tiny sun, tiny sunglasses. Uh, all right, uh, wearing wearing no pants was an unexpected trend that's still going strong. Oh, okay, okay. no pants, no pants. Who knew? What it like a t like a long t? shirt It looks like a long t shirt. Okay. Yeah, they got they're showing Haley Bieber, which is still funny to say. Uh, Haley Bieber. <laughs> uh, let's let's just say it for a few months longer. Oh, but by the way, Justin Bieber. Uh, we're reading, he's coming out with a new album and a new tour, and they keep like you know, Justin Bieber's gonna just release, he said he's gonna come out with a new album. Oh, no shit, that's what he fucking did. He's a singer. Like if I, like why doesn't everybody, like the guy who delivers the mail, he goes every day doesn't say, hey, you know what I'm doing tomorrow? Deliver the mail. Like, yeah, out, that's because we coming out with a new mail bag. Yeah, you deliver the mail. That's your job. Fucking Justin Bieber, you're a musician. Fucking release many more albums. I'm gonna release a new album. And as we as we go out here, before we'll give you a little music, as we like to go out, he, these are the top ten albums of the decade. Um, they were uh, as Adele's Twenty One and Twenty Five, top the list at number one and number two. Wow, she had number one, and number two albums of the decade, respectively. Taylor Swift, Nineteen Eighty Nine, uh, and Red were at number three and number four. They had big years. Uh, Drake's Views was number five. Swift's another Swift album, Speak Now, number six. Hamilton soundtrack came in at number seven. What? That's a another Drake album came in at number eight. Take care. Bruno Mars uh, came in at number nine, and finally the a third Drake album came in at number ten. Uh, the um, Scorpion by Drake. Uh, wow, that's basically four people took the entire top uh, ten in 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 a. Uh, well, album sales this decade. So, Alex, why don't you give us a little? Why don't you give us something from Adele? Think, I was gonna say I don't think we've done Adele. Let's do a we little. We haven't done Adele. How about you give us Hello? Remember that one? Remember that one? This is when she she had a little weight on her, and she had met a guy, and now she now that she's divorced again, she got divorced from this fella. But this was, no, this was really yeah. Oh, this, I remember. I remember. I think when this song came out, I was. I, I think I was. At a low point in my life, and it really fucking hit me hard. This one, this one fucking 
I, I was, it, every word was written for me at the yeah. time. I was like, yeah, you're making sense, Adele. The score to this song feels like redemption. Like when yeah. it swells. And oh, it's it, going to swell, yeah. right? And, and I remember the video. She's like, it's just leaves blowing around. It's black and white. She's out there in the leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I love a song when they talk about, I hope that, the, any song that mentions like I hope that new bitch or new guy is fucking you do you hope you hope you're happy with that new fucking bitch. Hope it's going well. Yeah. Hope that firefly's fucking. I hope that little fruit fly's fucking you good. Hope you hope that fruit fly's putting that that memory jizz in you. Hope you're getting that. Wow. Ooh. Hello. She always sounds like she's saying hello to me. Yeah. Hello from. That's a good song. God, I forgot how good this one was. Hey, listen, if you've taken nothing away from this New Year's Day podcast, take away this. The fuck that Ricky Martin and Adele was fucking pretty good. Yeah. There's some nice memories here. All right. Wow. She tried. She tried, man. Yeah. It's all, I mean, that's, uh, I I don't know if she's, didn't she decide she's not going to tour anymore or something? She, her voice is, she's got problems with the voice. She's got such a great voice, but I think she's got uh, polyps or some shit okay. on her throat. She's got some issues with her throat. So that's uh, that's unfortunate. I You know, I, I got an easy fix for you, Adele. I know something that fixes that. Fruit fly. <laughs> yeah, if you want. Uh, if you want. Yeah, you. I got a. I got a professor in France. I got a fruit fly jerk guy. Jerk off a fruit fly out to your face, and maybe you could sing again. What do you think of that? And uh, uh, how about this one? I, I'm oh, fr- is this an Adele? Another Adele? No, no. This is a. This is this is our this is our throwback song for the week. Oh, just because you brought it up. Well, and, well, well. Was it? Uh, God, I hope this is what you. I hope. This was the. I might have just. I might have wow. misremembered the song. Was it no, this? No, this is this it. This is it. This is gonna make me cry right now. I'm okay. telling you, it really. It's. I, I. I was the biggest John Lennon fan, Beatles fan in the world at the time when John Lennon was killed. I was. I mean, every my room was covered. And I knew everything about the Beatles. Huge. I watch every Beatles documentary. I love everything about the Beatles. So this was. So my mother takes me. They had a big, uh, uh, they had a big thing after John Lennon was killed in Central Park. They had a big like a uh, vigil. My mother was never really into music or, or, or especially the Beatles. I remember my mother made me throw out the the White Album came with pictures of, of George, Paul, John, and Ringo, and my mother's like, I don't, they have too many whiskers in these pictures. I don't like them hanging on your wall. Too many whiskers. <laughs> throws, yeah, we had to throw them away. They didn't like Paul McCartney's whiskers. Anyway, uh, my mother took me to the vigil, uh, me and my brother, and we went to the uh, John Lennon vigil, and we were, <laughs> you know, some guy had a had a table of, of T-shirts and buttons and stuff. He was selling John Lennon swag, because that's, you know, whatever. You got to make some money. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is great. I'll buy a John Lennon T-shirt and a button, and some fucking, you know, fat lesbian comes and flip right when I'm about to fucking make my purchase. I'm 11 years old, 10 years old. This big fat lesbian comes and flips over the table like, you're making money off the death of John Lennon. I'm like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> I was just looking to buy a t-shirt. Fuck, sorry. And me and my mother's like, oh, what was I thinking? Coming into New York City, bunch of animals. 
Anyway, we got back on the train from to Ronkonkoma and everything. And I did get my button, by the way. I got my button. Ooh. Uh, you know what? Picked I think it up I, off the ground. I think I, I could find it, and I will post a picture of my John Lennon button on the Facebook page that I got that day after the lesbian tried to stop it. I don't. Really, I assume she's lesbian. She probably wasn't. I don't know. She's just a big gal who could flip over a fucking table. She could, she could flip a table, and that was back in the day when tables were. <laughs> no, it had a little heft to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a big she, table. She, yeah. So, but she was able to do it. Um, thank you all for um, ha- let's have a happy new year let's have a great 2020 I'll see you all in Atlantic City New Jersey and Long Island New York my hometown next week Long Island uh, I would love to see you there imagine all the people came to my shows at Howie Mandel Comedy Club imagine, so I'm going to be stuck in a fucking casino in, so if anybody lives in Atlantic City come have lunch with me and I'm not kidding when I say that I would love to sit and have lunch with you normal people no, no freaks please no freaks don't talk about your kids I don't want to hear about yeah, really little. I, I give I give everyone for like thirty minutes, like five minutes of kid talk. Five minutes, of kid and then talk. talk about other shit. Talk okay. about you know, f- f- uh, fruit fly jizz and things I like to talk about. That was a Ooh. good call, Alex. Thank, Thank you. you. Can you do one more for me because we mentioned Milton Berle and we mentioned a little sing a song by Rat called Round and Round. Let's go out with a little by little Rat Round and Round, nineteen eighties, one of the great ones. Oh, managed to sit on the beach at Smith Point. And everyone had their boom boxes back at the time. This is when people listened to fucking boom boxes. And this song, oh my God, it was in 1982, sitting on the beach, me and my boys looking for ladies. Now, nobody ever talked to us. They were like, who are those losers fucking burying each other in the sand? And there it is. Stephen Piercy. Fucking round and round by Rat. I was supposed Milton to get Burl and his giant cock. I was supposed to get to more of these. So go ahead, give us a couple, a couple more couple. shout outs of the cards. Tell us. You guys sent us Thank awesome you cards. So we really, Thank we you just so want to give you a couple more shout outs. Thank you all for being so sweet. Uh, Amy Gurick, I think I said that right. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Oh, that's the girl who wrote "Stay Going." Put the yes, yeah, "Stay goes. Going." Yeah. Stay Going. Oh no, 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 no. "Stay that. Going" was uh, oh, was that, Elisa. That was Elisa. Yeah, yeah. from Chicago. Yeah, "Stay Going." "Stay Going." Yeah. Stay going. I will stay going. I'm going to stay going on this podcast in 2020. And uh, I want it to, to blow up and and have a good time. Thank you. For oh yeah, this is the Gurk family too. All right, cool. All right. We get two from them. I yeah. gave Alex 75 cards. He's read the same. He's read, <laughs> read the, the same, same ones twice. Same three. Yeah. Yeah. No, they sent two cards. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, oh, they were nice. That's a good one. That's yeah, a nice looking a, family. A great one. Oh, I saw them in Minneapolis. I believe. Didn't they come to Minneapolis show? They were. I think they did. They're yeah. nice people. Oh, what are the names? Is it, uh, I believe, Elise and Tyler. E-L-I-Z-E. Yeah. Nice look. See, that's a good-looking yeah. baby on there. Yeah, great. That clock. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You are the greatest. Thank you, Amy Baum, who gave us. Uh, Amy's, uh, you know, she's always on the Facebook page, and she sent us some fun cards and everything, and we appreciate that. Amy, thank you. Thank you, Jennifer Smith, for doing all you do and bringing your family to the shows. I'll see you all in Atlantic City and Long Island. Turn up a little rat. And let's get out of here. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope 2020 is a fucking great year for all of us. It's either going to be great or the fucking world's going to end. So here we go. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.